Hello, you're listening to the Three Guys Talk podcast, and my name is Chris, and I'm joined by the only Chelsea fan I know. His name is George. Say hi, George. Hello. And the Liverpool fan who is going to be heartbroken for the rest of his life. That's Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Why am I heartbroken? Because you're not going to win the league, mate. Yeah, but didn't like, but we did though, didn't we? Yeah, but you're not going to technically, and that's yeah, that's, that's it. Mm. Like, I, I I hear what you're saying, and <laughs> you're probably right, but you know. <laughs> Come on. As long as Villa don't get relegated without having to kick a ball again, I'll, everything's fine. Yeah, this still works out quite well for you. It might do, it might not. Because Stan Collymore came out today being like, yo, what we should do, Villa play Sheffield United behind closed doors, somebody else play Arsenal, so everyone's on a 29-game spree, and then end it. And I was like, nah, what if we bottle it against Sheffield? I don't yeah, want to get relegated for bottling it against Sheffield. Because <laughs> if I we win that like game, we don't get relegated. I would not like to play Sheffield this season either. No. I wouldn't like our own uh, like our last chance to rely on Sheffield. Either. Yeah, that's fair. Can we not pick from the games? Can we not have like Crystal Palace or West Ham? I'd like West Ham. They bottle everything. Yeah, West Ham would be a good one. No, it's like Norwich. They've got no players. Spurs would be a good one. Yeah, we can't yeah. play Norwich again. We play them twice. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Pretty sure we are. Anyway, point is, you're not going to win the league, and that brings Gosh. us on to. When the league is over and all this kerfuffle has happened, yes, I did call a pandemic a kerfuffle. Um, Undersell it a little bit, but I get <laughs> what you're saying. When this is all, all broken down, we will have to obviously go into transfers once more. And we thought we'd take a look at the players that our teams need. So we're going to start with George. George, who are your three players that you think you need? Now, I would like to start off with a bit of a, bit of a game. Right. Oh god. <laughs> Which three positions do you think we need to improve in? Goalkeeper. Yeah, goalkeeper. Yes. Centre half. Uh, do you need a strike? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a winger. I think you could do one more winger. That's yeah. interesting. That's pretty close. I've gone for a left back, a goalkeeper, and a winger. Why left back? No. See, no, I'll tell you why. Thank you for asking, Chris. <laughs> no. Right. Centre back, yeah, we we haven't got great options a lot of the time. Kurt Zuma. I don't know what your vendetta is against Zuma. I is Fair enough. And... You play badly at Stoke. You play badly and in that... the Stoke team. So, so does everyone. It's Stoke. Yeah, and that's... Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. But when you look at our strongest centre-backs, right, on their day, they're solid. Now, especially with Tamori coming through. Tamori is the one. Tamori and Rudiger is a dream, to be fair. Exactly. And bringing Christensen as well, who who is a, a quality centre-back. He's made a few mistakes, but when he's fit and he's uh, at his best, he's, he's such a calm presence at the back. How old is he? He's only like 24, I think. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, I met him, actually, at oh. Ilkeston Town Football Ground, when uh, Chelsea played Ilkeston. Yeah. Okay. What a day. I met Christensen, Loftus-Cheek, Lewis Baker, oh. Ake. Wow. Big day, big day. Yeah, big day out. But anyway, so yeah, that was my thinking. And as well, you look at our left back position. It's just Caesar Asper Leguetta, really. Yeah, he either he has to go over there and Reese James goes right back, or we're stuck with Alonso or Emerson. No, I like Emerson. He's a really exciting player, but he doesn't get played. So I guess Frank Lampard doesn't like him for whatever reason. And then Alonso is Alonso. Um, liability, absolute liability. 
massive defensive liability. One of the best attacking fullbacks around, but when you've got no defensive cover, uh, it's a bit sad to watch. Whereas I'm going to bring in Ben Chilwell. Now, he's a player we've been after for a long time. And I can see why, because he would just fit the Frank Lampard style so well. He's such a solid all-round fullback. His attacking game's good. Defensively, I think he's he's better than England's other options, personally. Um, and I think... Yeah, the, the the fact is English would probably uh, fit into what Lampard's trying to do there as well. But also, yeah, like, is, 15 million quid onto the prize tag. Yeah, which it is worth it, because... I mean, we're looking at Tellers from Porto, who we've been after for a long time. But for me, I think the fact that he's been at Porto for a long time shows you that he could be just like another another one of these signings that you get all the hype and then they finally get here and it's not really yeah, worth Yeah, they can't quit it in a, in a harder league. Exactly. Whereas Ben Chilwell has been in the Premier League his whole career and um, he's, he's become one of Leicester's best players. And I think, like you say, that it will be £15 million overpriced if we get him. But, I mean, to take away from one of our top four rivals is nice. Um, but also, <laughs> I think, he, for me, he's the best English left-back around at the moment. Mm. Just to be fair, he's, he's a good worker as well. Um, goalkeeper, similar. Keeper English. Um, there is a foreigner in here. You know, I'm not, like, anti-foreigner or anything. <laughs> um, unlike Lampard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, Nick Pope. Yeah. No, there, there are better goalkeepers out there, but we won't be able to get any of them. So, like, in an ideal world, I'd take Henderson over him. I'd in say, an ideal world, you'd take a black yeah, over so, all yeah, of them? Yeah, he'll, he'll just go back to United, though, won't he? Yeah, exactly. In a perfectly ideal world, yeah, or black, maybe. But, again, that's yeah, just mean, If he goes to Atletico, he'll be somewhere like Barcelona. Or... Yeah, it's, it's just how it always goes, isn't it? When you've got these massive players in uh, these kind of clubs, you look at Falcao, we wanted him for so long, didn't come. And it'd just be one of those, so I'm not getting my hopes up about that. But it's Nick Pope, he's at Burnley, that's bound to be sad. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> we'd be able to... every day. <laughs> and um, I think that he'd be a lot easier to, to get. And like you said, he is oh, a yeah. solid goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, that's all I, I want a solid goalkeeper. Because, yeah, yeah it's all right having someone who can you know, have the ball at their feet. Kepa, that's a bit of a myth. He's not that good with the ball. Because <laughs> he's just panicking all the time. Um, and obviously, in Frank Lampard's system, you would ideally have someone like Alisson, um, who can, or Edison, you know, someone who can just basically look like Cristiano Ronaldo in their own box. But... Wouldn't it, Pope? I think, yeah, you can get him for a decent price. He's realistic. And um, he's definitely an improvement on Kappa. Yeah, now might be the right time as well, because with him being like 28, he's probably thinking that like, if you come in for him, it might be like one chance to win trophies. Yeah. Like he might not get that offer again, so it might have to be a decent time. Also, just as a, a, a thing, this year he's collected 11 clean sheets for Burnley in the Premier League, 11 out of 29 appearances. Yeah, exactly. That is really good. Can't give that. It's it's it that is weirdly half of the amount of clean sheets he's kept overall in the Premier League. He's kept twenty two in total, so he's on the up as well. But I I am looking at his stats right now, and all I'm going to say is he's played sixty four games for Burnley and he hasn't scored. So (laughs) yeah, that is good. Yeah, 
that is something to watch out for. But yeah, so you know, it's it's pros and cons, but I understand. Errors leading to gold two this season. That's it. Yeah, that's like half of what Kepa's done, surely. Yeah, plus in that Burnley side as well, he's he's been asked to make a lot of saves. Where in, in the Chel- like in theory, in in a Chelsea team, he might only be called upon three or four times a game, if that. Yeah, exactly. Comparing to Kepa's stats for a laugh. Kepa is just a laugh in general. Like his he whole, is. his whole. Like, I didn't realize how bad it was until you pointed it out. And then, like, I've seen some of his highlights, and he is shocking. <laughs> he really is, isn't he? Honestly, yeah. The right. the, the low lights are low. Yeah, Mate, the, I think the only the only team like the, the only thing that you signing Kepa benefited was a Bilbao, and b yeah, Liverpool. How has <laughs> Kepa got less clean sheets than Nick Pope? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh, that's so funny! Oh my god, he's made half of the amount of saves, and he made forty-two saves. So, what, what Kepa reminds me of, and stay, stay with me here, he reminds me of you remember the, the like the first two years that De Gea was at United. Yeah, and like yeah, like, it's a similar energy. Yeah, like he pull off some unbelievable saves, but he just made loads of mistakes. Whereas De Gea always looked like he was going to get better. Whereas with Kepa, I don't see that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that that bullshit he pulled in the court final was. Oh my god! You should have got rid of him after that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As soon as that happened, I'd have kicked him out the door. Yeah. Here's hoping we do. I think Lampard definitely would in an ideal world, but yeah. yeah. There's, there's probably a bit of pressure on from the board though. Can we spend that much on somebody? Yeah, but he didn't though, did he? Yeah, it's sorry, wasn't it? But. Oh, no, I mean, well, like, it wasn't so like, from the, like from the board's point of view, like they just splashed all that on the keeper. They won't want to keep him in there. But... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they will get, want to get what not mean. even half of what no, they paid definitely. for him. Really. No, not at all. He hasn't improved at all. So he's, he's definitely not worth what he paid. That's my thinking. Yeah, like I say, Pope isn't ideal, but um, thinking realistically, which yeah. is what we're trying to do, I think it'd be, it'd be a solid option. And finally, a kind of dream sign in terms of attacking sense would be Coutinho. So I think he'd fit in amazingly in this Lampard system. And he's just the kind of player that we missed throughout last season. He's also the kind of player you get as well because of the fact that he just is not doing it. Exactly, yeah. Barcelona clearly want to get rid of At least on like, Yeah, he's, he's been, been offered, offered to us apparently. Yeah. And yeah, he's just one of those players that I don't think he's as good as people making out when he was at Liverpool. I never personally saw it to the same level. But he is one of those that can just create something out of nothing, and we desperately need that. Mm. We've got Ziyech coming in, and he's another one of those players. But yeah. I think the combination of the two, with the likes of hudson Adoy and um, and those sort of players, it just adds an extra, with Pulisic coming back as well from injury, it just adds an extra player to... to kind of add fear when we go on the attack because I think a lot of defences in this season if they just sat back and hit us on the counter United did it to us three times it's so easy to defend against us it's never easy to defend against Coutinho no yeah he, he can he can just unlock a defence like whenever he wants really like, exactly yeah so, so I, I actually obviously because he was a Liverpool so I, I, I managed to watch him like most weeks so I, I, I saw the hype and like obviously, the main thing people talk about, like his long-range shooting, is very, very good. But um, he's like he's like a baby for me, you know, in a way. Like he's he's little like interplay with 
uh, the front three. That's why I liked him. Yeah, and that's that's what we need desperately because there were too many times last season where we had the defense pitched in their own box, nowhere to go. We had the ball, and no one knew what to do. Yeah, yeah, you just he would be that back, player. Yeah, and that's the the lack of Hazard has done that to us. So I think Coutinho goes some way into filling that void that was left. He's not the same type of player overall, but he has that same type of influence on games. I think. Mm. Yeah, he, he he might like that move as well because obviously going to Barcelona during his like second fiddle to pretty much everyone in that team goes to Bayern yeah. and trying to replace. Where I feel like if he goes to Chelsea, he would, in terms of like out and out quality, he would probably be your best player. Yeah, he's a star man. Him and Kovacic yeah. would be running the show for sure. Yeah, so like, see, so like uh, Lampard could build a team around him, which might play to his strengths a bit more. Yeah. So yeah, I think with those three, we're a lot more solid at the back and, and we have that extra spark which we desperately need so it'll be interesting to see what happens all three of them we've been linked with which is part of my thinking as well yeah so I think the only reason that you might not get Coutinho is because you've got Zayat coming in yeah That'd but we've only... got Willian and Pedro going out probably so they'll be looking Those at two... that and, and, and Coutinho, Coutinho or Zayat could like can play out wide though yeah exactly but, I'll play uh, Zayat out wide and then Coutinho in the middle yeah, I think I do the same. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, Pedro's out, Willian's out, Pulisic and Hudson Adoy are massively injury prone. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, he would come in and, and definitely be a starter. Yeah, he's got potential too, definitely. Also, it'd be scary going up against that Chelsea team again. It's not scary. Yeah, that's what we need. No, it's not at all. When, when you have Willian and Pedro on the wings at the moment, it's just not. It's too easy for defenders. Yeah, you're in transition, though, aren't you? That's the thing. Oh yeah, massively. But I think we need, like you said, we need a star man for some for Lampard to build around. We just don't have it at the moment. Do you want to give Pedro us for a free? Mate, if it was up to me, I would. Yeah, to be honest, I have Willian as well. I'd rather it that that than go to Spurs. Oh mate, uh, imagine it looks like he'd be going to Spurs. No, he won't. Daniel Levy won't let him. Why is that? 2013 did a medical at Spurs, turned it down. Daniel Levy's not forgiven him since. Oh, yeah. Spurs yeah, I mean, if that, they do, but I feel like that would be the final straw for Mourinho if he, if he actually wanted Willian and didn't get him. Which he will. It happened to him at United. He wanted Willian there. He wants Willian yeah. wherever he goes, then. I mean, you'd, you'd be yeah. stupid to turn down Willian on a free. You would. If he's oh, yeah, Spurs. Yeah. In, when you look at that Spurs team as well, they have a similar thing. Like when with the injuries that they had, they the lack of a bite in that attack was yeah. a real problem. Not there. It's just like yeah. Spurs, Spurs have always been the same. Spurs have always had one very good team, but then you take like they've got no depth at all. So if you take one no. player out of it, it falls apart. And that's what happens when you um when you build on such a tiny budget, you know. You don't want to invest in any excess. But you look at the cities and even Liverpool at the moment, and there's two options in pretty much every position. That's mm. kind of what you need if you want to be challenging for a title. Yeah, exactly. And that moves us on quite nicely, I think, to Nathan. Obviously, you're challenging for a title at the moment. Whether you'll win it or not is up for debate. Um, stop, but... stop, saying, stop saying these things. <laughs> But no, it's true. It's true. But yeah, no, if you had to improve that Liverpool side, if you can, who would you buy? Um, well, the, I think the first one's pretty obvious because I think 
we're probably going to be linked with him most of the summer. And so I think we should go for Werner. Yeah. Um, like as much as I, as much as our front three works, I think the one thing we're crying out for is just one player that you can absolutely rely on for twenty twenty five goals a season. Yeah. Because I think I mean obviously Firmino, Firmino's game is more to do with like, sort of feeding Salah and Mane. So I think if we if we manage to get Inverter and play him through the middle, and then we could move Firmino a little bit deeper and play him as like the attacking sort of in that like Coutinho role. So we'd have it as like a almost like a four two and then like a three. Almost. Yeah, sort of. But because the thing is, Firmino basically plays pretty free anyway, so he already comes relatively deep and tracks back. So I don't he wouldn't have to change an awful like an awful lot, but it just gives us that a little bit more going forward. Who would you lose out of midfield if you did that? So this this is the issue because obviously would you just have a midfield of Fabinho and Henderson. I think it, yeah, potentially Fabinho and Henderson, but then that's really really harsh on Wijnaldum. It is, but you know, like sometimes you have to be harsh, don't you? I suppose. Well, isn't Genie meant to be leaving anyway? I've heard, I've heard rumours. I don't see why he would leave though. Like, like, yeah, so that seems crazy to me. He's been point. he's been such an understated yeah. part of what Klopp's done over the last three years. Exactly, yeah. And like, I remember when people, you bought him from Newcastle and people were like, what? And I kept thinking like, that was a that was a steal, the way you just swept him. Because he was one of the few players in that Newcastle team that looked like they deserved to be in the Premier League. Yeah, well, and that's, like, what, that's what Klopp's been great at, is picking players like Robertson and Wijnaldum, who are better than the teams they were in, just poaching them and making them even better. Yeah, yeah it, it, it managed to mould them really well. Because like I say, when, when we bought Wijnaldum, I was like, yeah, he looks like a decent player. But I think we played... Did we pay 20 million, 25 million for him? Yeah, like, which at the time, yeah, is why people were... Yeah, like at the time, it, at the time it was it felt like a lot of money. So I was a bit like, not sure about that. But yeah, now I'd, I'd, I'd pay that. I'd pay that again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you'd probably he, get 75 if we were easy. I don't know about that. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I get about that. Yeah. The price but, um, midfield is going for these days. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, he's. I think he's actually one of the best all-round midfielders in the league. He's well, yeah, he's like, a yeah, proper, he like box-to-box box player. Yeah, like he's not. He's quite efficiency. There isn't one area of his game that's particularly like, exceptional. Like you look at Fabinho, obviously he's more about like, the holding, yeah, you know, winning, winning the tackles. Henderson, as much as you might he's not Henderson. want to believe it, his range of passing, I, I'll always stand by it. But yeah, which is just is just very all round, and he's like he's just dependable, hundred percent every week. So I don't. So now I'm saying that I think I think I might actually keep Firmino up top and maybe move Salah on and play Werner on the right, maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a risk in that it could kind of upset the balance. Werner on the right. Yeah, could could upset the balance, but. Mm. Yeah, like we've said in, in last week's podcast, I think Salah doesn't really have the feel of a player that wants to stick around for that long. No, I, yeah, I think I think if if we do get awarded a title this year, which I really hope we do, um, <laughs> I think Salah will have made his point. So then I think if someone like Real Madrid did come sniffing after him, he'd, he'd definitely be tempted. Yeah, I think so. I've always seen him at Real Madrid since he joined. Yeah. Yeah, plus, like I said last week, like I think out of the front three, I think Salah is the one that we could cope with losing the, like, the best. Yeah, genuinely. He's, he's, like you say, you can't fault his goal scoring. 
No. But I think he has the least to offer outside of goals. He's a weird one. Front three. He does yeah. go sin in games and then suddenly bang out of nowhere he'll score two, three goals. And you're like, what? Where's this been the whole game? Yeah, and like compared to that first, because the first season he was scoring loads of different types of goals, whereas this last couple of years he's turned to more of just a poacher. Hmm. Um, like scoring like the the tap ins at the back post, and like obviously on the, on the counter attack he's lethal, but Werner could be as well because he's just as quick as Salah. But I think he's younger as well. Yeah, much younger. But yeah, I think even if we we sign Werner, not with the view to maybe have him as like an out and out starter now, maybe he's like a obviously not bench him because that'd be ridiculous. But like maybe like you know like a couple of games in, game out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it actually it gives us a lot more depth as well, and I, I just think we need it like in some games an out and out striker just to put the ball in the net because I think that's where we struggle sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, Timo Werner, who's next? See, after that, it kind of gets a bit difficult because, as we said about the midfield, it's like it's diff- As much as the players in there aren't insane, they they work really well together. So it's like I don't know if I want to touch that or not. Because I, I put on here uh, Chelemans from Leicester. Fair. Yeah, that's a shout. Yeah, that is a yeah. shout. Because I, I think he might be a good one for the future. Because I think Not he's just. Sorry. Not Ndidi. No, because I like I do I do rate Ndidi. I think he's, I think he's underappreciated. I think I think what it's fair. I think he could end up playing for you one day. I think he's got he's got Chelsea run all over him. I think. Yeah, I think he's got Kante replacement. <laughs> I was I thought for a second then I was like nah like, come on <laughs> yeah no he would be he would work really well because he's got more to his game than just defensive side but he has yeah. solid options as well yeah but I think because um, Chelemans is starting to hit his stride more at Leicester I think he's becoming more confident and then the, the few games that I've I've spent watching him he absolutely dominated like he absolutely runs the midfield yeah, he's that's the thing. For me, he's more important to that Brendan Rogers side than Madison. Yeah. As good as Madison is, like Tiemann does the the unsung yeah. work. It's weird to me why Madison gets the headlines. It's just think... his, the chance is created. Yeah, but it's yeah, and he he, he gets the goals. Doesn't someone he? on corner duty. Yeah. Don't know, yeah, I, I, Madison's a good player, but I think I think if you take, I think uh, Tillman's sitting back a little bit. And just sort of pulling the strings from there gives him more license to go forward. Mm. Yeah, this is what I mean. He's he's the unsung player in that midfield. Yeah, so I think he'd be again maybe not as like a star every week, but someone to add into our squad for like like the things that he can do. I think he'd actually be quite a good squad player. Yeah, that's a shout definitely. But yeah, it, it it it's tough. It's tough. Um, my last one. See, I was going to be ambitious and say Sancho, but. He, I don't think that's too ambitious, to be honest. I mean, United have apparently agreed personal terms. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't. The only reason I think I, I kind of could see us getting him is because of how young he is, and obviously the Dortmund connection with Klopp. Yeah. So potentially, but I think if he's going to come to the Premier League, I think there's other places that he'd go before us. Why are you? That's happy? interesting. Uh, yeah. I'll be so sure. Like, it depends how uh, persuasive his agent is, probably, because I feel like United, when it comes to money. It's uh, it's difficult to compete at the moment the way they do their transfers. Yeah, yeah. The reason well, yeah. they're able to still get world class players is because they're going to add a zero and where you can't. Yeah, and and like, as much as I hate to admit, Man United have more of an appeal just just as a name than we do. Do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I know what you're saying in terms of like that so. brand and um but yeah, if if he's coming for footballing reasons then Oh yeah, I, I do think, think you have a chance. I, I do think you have a chance. I, th- I think I think we have a chance, but I think if I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be realistic, I don't think we'll get him. So the first I'm gonna say is another centre back. And I'm gonna say Sula from Bayern Munich. Oh that's a shout, yeah. Yeah. Right. Purely he's because, quite underappreciated players. Yeah, because I think he's uh, the, the Bayern fans absolutely love him, and I think there's a reason. Because um, obviously he had to replace Hummels after he went back, and mm. I think he's, if I'm right, I think he got injured this year. That's why he hasn't played so much. But he's still only like early twenties, and I just think when you look at our back four, obviously Van Dijk's Van Dijk, but then Gomez, as much as I like him, and I think he will be our first, like first team centre back in years to come. At the minute, I don't think he's as good as someone like Sula. No, 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 no. He's he's not he's not pushing Van Dijk's level at the moment. No, and I think then in the games where we don't play Gomez, obviously, then we're looking at Lovren, who just needs nah. to get out, get out of the club because he when nah. we talk about liabilities, my God. Oh, there you go. Uh, and Matip, who's solid, but he's just clumsy. He doesn't really feel me much confidence. I so love I think... Matip. You signed him on a free. <laughs> oh yeah, like don't go wrong, like. <laughs> Or like, was it free? Or he's like, it was something stupid. It was like, I think it might be like four million from Schalke or something like that. It was yeah, ridiculous. I think it was, like, I think it was a free. Was it free? I think it's the best bit of business Klopp did. That old Milner, to be fair. Or, um, yeah, yeah, he's on a free. What a guy. But yeah, I think he's again. It's all about the depth, isn't it? Like, because they wouldn't take all that it take for Van Dijk to get injured, and then all of a sudden you look at Gomez and Matip at the back, and that is a much, yeah. much worse back four suddenly. So yeah, I think someone like Sula, say and. As much as he is good now, he could also be one for the future as well. Yeah, which, definitely. Which signing would you prioritise that free? Oh, Werner, 100%. See, I, I wouldn't. I'd, prior, I'd prioritise the centre-half. Yeah, See, I, just, I just think we, we've, got, we've got a really, really good team. I think the thing that's done us in the past mm-hmm. is we've got a decent team. And then we've started just buying these like less important players. And I think we need to... Because when you look at what, what City do, they win a league title, and then in that summer, they spend £80 million on another player and bring him in. So I think we need to start getting to the habit of buying and selling world-class players. Yeah, the problem is your the way your like transfer policy works, you've, you've spent that £150 million you got from Coutinho, and now it's back to the, right, we're going to buy £20 million on Minimum, we're going to spend £20 million on this player, we're not going to spend a massive amount. Yeah. It's well, the reason you've been priced out of the Greenish debate as well. It is, but it's bad. I wouldn't want to be this anyway. But um, confused me so much when you say that. <laughs> but the, the thing with Werner as well is that he's got all these clauses in his contract. And it's not at, obviously I say not a lot in the grand scheme. Of sixty, things. isn't it? Yeah, sixty, sixty-five. So when you when you think of when you think of how much someone like I don't know, like well, look at Sancho. He's going to be at least eighty. Uh, I could even see him nudging a hundred. Yeah, I think he'll be. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think to get someone like Werner for sixty, sixty-five in this market, a bit of steel. Yeah, definitely. But like, like Chris said, with the centre-half, I think Sula is. He doesn't really get talked about that much in terms of world's best centre-backs, but I think he's up there. And uh, and yeah, yeah, like you say, with with Van Dijk, I mean that's yeah, that's a crazy pairing. That's yeah. what I mean. It's but, it's the problem of your back line. Like if like you say, if you lose Van Dijk, which you've been lucky enough not to. But if you do, you're knackered. You're back to Liverpool three years ago. Yeah, and saying like as much as much as the the fullbacks 
they're like, well, for me, the best fullbacks in the league. They're not defensively, they're not quite as good. So yeah, I think. Oh no, but like what I'm saying is if is if we've got those two at fullback, then all of a sudden it's Gomez and Lovren at the back. I'm worried again. You know what I mean? Like because <laughs> I, I I don't want to go back to the, the days where it was like Martin Skirtle. Which is what that would be. Pretty much. So yeah, that's that's my logic in a way. But yeah, it, it it's it's difficult and I see I, I do see his you sent back argument. Like that, that that like that might be that that might be more important, but I think we could I don't. I think if we don't get Werner this summer, I don't think we'll get him. Whereas I think we could do the centre back issue whenever we wanted. It's a show. It's uh, yeah. It's I, get, I get what you mean. I do. I do get what you like. But then asking anybody to improve that Liverpool team, you think what you should do with that Liverpool team is mental. No, so. This this is what I mean. Like try, trying to trying to criticise it. Like I'm going to be like hypercritical. So get yeah, hyper. Get hyper. Exactly. That's a throwback. It is, and well, yeah, KSI I think I, listeners. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd repress that from my head. Yeah. Is he still? Is he still? Right? So is he still doing? He that? was on top. Yeah. He? He's just yeah. a full-on celeb these days. Yeah. Which I guess is fair. Those are the Can we use Hesky rap? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Mate, the, the, that's like a proper like like I'm so GCSE sorry. school throwback. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. To go to the from the horrendous to the horrendous <laughs> Aston Villa, probably the most true segue you've done. Yeah. Honestly, upset. <laughs> this is a thing, mate. You two have you you two had polar opposite issues. Nathan is looking at his starting eleven and thinking, "How does this improve?" You're looking at yours <laughs> like, "Where the hell do I start?" <laughs> I'll run you through me thinking. So. Goalkeeper doesn't need to be changed. Tom Heaton's an absolute babe. Then we've got yep. coming through as well. Babe. Jed Steer, also excellent. Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina quality. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, if we can keep... I think our transfer window is going to be more important on who we can keep hold of. Yeah, this honest. is it, yeah. If you, Ming- if you manage to bring in anyone decent with your kind of spine, you'll be solid. Yeah, the problem we've got is we've got the we've got the spine. It's now the the side bits that we're fucked with because our wingers and fullbacks are shocking. Um, well, apart from Matt Target, semi okay, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call him amazing. Yeah, he's he's not painful to watch, which is he's nice. not. He's not, which is which is what I like. But so I've 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 had to be realistic and I've had to also look at what the Villa model is mm-hmm. because the players I want to bring in like Pedro Milner, that kind of player. To add a bit of experience and a bit of like nouse and just see out a game, but the Villa model is buy young, improve. So I can't. Just, uh, just, just a quick question out of curiosity. Did you do these based on you're going to be keeping Grealish? I did these based on we'll be keeping Grealish. Yeah. Okay. So I, my mine at the moment is we won't lose anybody, and this is just to add to what we've got. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the possibility of maybe losing Wesley or like possibly John. Oh no, not not Wesley. No, you say right. You say that, but Wesley <laughs> smacked together. Been mint. I, I would kill I, for that. I think I've caught a big one here, George. I would, <laughs> I would kill for that. I really. Would. Um, but anyway, so the three I've gone for are start. I'll start in the middle of the park. Calvin Phillips from Leeds. Shout, yeah, good shout. That we were touted to sign him last summer, and instead spent the twenty-five million on marvelous Lacambra and Douglas Louise. 
why we did that when we could have got Phillips, who wanted to leave, we put in a transfer request when we came in for him, and we still went, nah, you're right. Like, oh, McGinn and Phillips next to each other, freeing up Grealish in the middle of the park would be absolutely beautiful. Because Phillips is one of the best defensive mids in the championship. His tackling is just incredible. And his range of passing is also really good. He's only like 24 as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's not. He's 23, he's not, 24. 24 this year, I think. 25, uh, turns 25 soon, I think. Um, but again, it's that age. Like, he's about McGinn's age. So they would work really well together. Because McGinn is your more box-to-box run up and down the pitch, whereas Phillips would stay back. Because kind of. that's the problem with the Canberra and Louise, is they both forget to do their defensive duties, but then also don't go up the pitch. They just sort of hover and do nothing. Um, so with that, centre-half needs fixing. I don't like anybody next to Mings. To be honest, yeah, we tried a back three. It worked for a little bit, and then we started chipping goals again. Hawes and Konza will, well, Hawes not as much, but Konza will come good. But he's just not experienced enough yet. So I've gone with an old Villa player who we had on loan for two years, but I thought would think would walk into the team and improve. John, John Carew, no, centre back John Carew, get him in there. <laughs> Axel Tanswabi from United. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. How, absolutely. It's such a shame you didn't manage to see what the deal went, you know, and bring him back. Don't know what happened there. United were like, no, he's part of our plans. And then, like, didn't play him. Twenty we went back and it was like, lol, JK. I know. It's just tragic. <laughs> isn't it? So weird. Especially considering some of the goals that they they were shipping last season. It's just. I know. And, and Twanzabi was easily one of the best centre backs in the Championship last year. Easily. Yeah. And. For me to have him back with Mings because they've already got the partnership there. You've already you you don't need to like work because the problem our team has had is it's so many new players coming in that don't know each other and they've just not gelled properly. Twenzabi would walk into that team and be fine, and he'd add a bit of like an air of confidence as well because he wouldn't need Mings to tell him what to do. Whereas Mings babysits yeah. that back four. Yeah, I think that the, the fact that he's already played for you as well that that would be a massive bonus. Like I say, like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have to like. Uh, spend any time like bedding in or anything like that. He just walked straight into it. No, and honestly, he kept he kept us in so many games. Nearly got us through when we had like John Terry as well, because it was him and John Terry next to each other for a long time as yeah, well. So. It was just you know, for to bring him back into the club, I think would be really good, and it would be a nice fan spirit lifter as well, which we need. He's so quick as well. He runs out quick. He is. He's a beast. That's yeah, and he's versatile as well, which is really useful. Yeah if, yeah, if we're having a game where, you know, it's backs against the wall, put him on right right back and bring on Engels if you need to. But Yeah. Yeah, no, he, yeah, that's that's what Shadow is. So I, I I forgot about him to be honest with you. Twanzabi is mint. And also yeah. his career he he would improve himself coming to Villa at the moment, he's not improving. Yeah. He's not playing. Um and then we need to get a winger in, let's be honest, lads. Yeah, some sort yeah. of creativity would be nice. Trezeguet and El Ghazi. Like, where do, finest, I be- where do I begin on how upsetting that is? Week in, week out, and to watch El Ghazi slowly <laughs> walk up the wing, <laughs> hit the first man, and it go for a corner. Week in, week out, it's tragic. Oh, but Trezeguet, bless his heart, he tries. I'll give it Trezeguet. He does try. He's just not good enough. Um, Plus, walk around the name like Trezeguet. Yeah. Yeah. It inspires big things. Like, it makes you think of it the great Trezeguet. But yeah. Nah, yeah. 
it's more the mediocre Trezeguet, bless his heart. Um, I mean, he scored the goal that got us the League Cup final, so I can never begrudge him. But also, I don't know, he's just, he shows flashes of what he can do. And maybe next year, who knows, he might, after a year of bedding in, will start to show what he can do kind of thing. So Trezeguet, I'm less concerned about. El Ghazi is just straight up crap. He's just bad. He's a bad player. He, he faked an injury to get off because he couldn't be asked to play anymore. As soon as he did that, I was like, no, get out. Leave. Get out of Villa. We played El Mohamedi in the League Cup final instead of him. Oh, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my point is we need a winger. Sorry, I will just rage about El Ghazi. Yeah, um, you used to do it every now and again. So, there's a couple of names we were linked with. Obviously, Jarrod Bowen's gone to West Ham and he's looking to improve that West Ham team single-handedly and he's doing a really good job. Um, Joe Lolly from Nottingham Forest. He was... He's a good player. He's a good player. But the one I've gone with, I can never say his name properly, but is Saeed Berahima from Brentford. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because he's destroying championship defences week in, week out. He's like taking the piss out of them. Easily. Yeah, he's, he's too good for that league, definitely. He is. And Dean Smith's worked with him before. He's Premier League player all over him. Yeah, he's going to be... We're going to have to pay over the odds for him, probably 25 million. But when you're starting wingers, El Ghazi, why would you not pay 25 million to bring somebody better in? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to find his stats. Just out of curiosity. His stats, his stats are a weird one because I was looking at his stats the other day. In terms of like assists and goals, he doesn't have that much because he usually gives it to somebody else and then they pass it and then bang it in. But he'll take on like three defenders. And the, and the problem as well is he's got the cockiness that Grealish has got, but the rest of the team don't have. Yeah. You I just thought nice name. Carefully. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finding that out. Ben Rama, his name is so B-E-N-R-A-H-A-M-A, I think. Oh, mate, this might take some time to, to keep saying some words. <laughs> well, Why don't you bring in Patrick Bamford? Because of that. <laughs> you would not want to bring in Patrick Bamford. Striker is actually a position I'm not worried about because Wesley no. is actually better than people give him credit for. Ah. Samata looked great in, uh, in flashes here. Oh my God. You ping that ball on his tiny bean head and he will <laughs> smash it in. Tiny Beanhead. Tiny Beanhead. Don't think that's a nickname you was hoping for. It, <laughs> honestly, but people were banging on like, "Oh, is he going to be able to deal with the pressure?" I'm like, "He's the only footballer in Tanzania. Of course, he's going to be able to deal with the pressure." <laughs> uh, yeah. Just he's uh, he scored twenty and seventy-two for Brentford, which yeah. out wide, not not shabby or that's solid. That yeah, out, out wide, and he's got the morning take on players as well, which means we could put Grealish through the middle. We'd have two flare players. Then you just either Wesley or Smatter up top. Ideally, I want a four-four-two, but that means we lose Jack, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, four-four-two is risky in the Premier League. There's only really Burnley doing it. Yeah, I think I think nowadays it's four-three-three, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. It, for a bit, it was four-two-three-one. That's yeah. the formation I want to use for us: John McGinn, Calvin Phillips in the two, Grealish in the middle, Ben Rama and Trezeguet, and then Wesley or Samara, probably Samara. Yeah, yeah, that would be. That would be a good flex, I think, if you went to four, two, three, all with that team. And then would obviously, you... since Wabi and Mings with Heat and Target and Gilbert. Yeah, to be fair, if you get that um, Twanzibi, that like that back four all of a sudden looks pretty solid. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just constant well. holes. Yeah, 
Would you not? Yeah. Uh, would you not pop for a striker? No, I'm quite. I'm honestly quite happy with what we've got because the thing, the problem we've got. So obviously, you 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 don't look at the club week in week out, but me and George watched the League, League Cup final, and that was Samata's. I think it was his second game for the club. Yeah, he ran that attack. He was insanity. When we took him off, we conceded. Because he was just <laughs> harassing City players. Like The man has got energy for days. And if he got him leading the line, pushing people, like constantly pressing him, it frees up Grealish, it frees, frees up, hopefully, Ben Rama. And I, I'm not that bothered. because, he, And he can get goals as well. Like He forced Toby Alderweireld to score an own goal as well. And he's only played what, five, six games for Villa. And he's already got two goals. Yeah, Wesley, for, like for context, Wesley had four in like 19. Yeah, Wesley didn't really uh, do the business, did he? But he wasn't, he, he wasn't given the opportunity to do because oh, no, he was told no. to drop deep, put in tackles and not really get in the box. Like The amount of games I saw like Grealish pointing for him to pull back, it's like, no, keep him in the box because we'd get the ball and look up and there would be no one there. So, bearing in mind the players that you want to bring in, yeah. we'll do our kind of dream starting 11 first game of next season can I add players I need more okay yeah maybe not a dream but with the players you brought in how does your starting 11 change we'll, we'll go with you Chris what would be your starting 11 first game of next season Tom Heaton at the, in goal obviously mm-hmm. uh, Matt Target Mings Tinswabi <laughs> Gilbert <laughs> if you oh, do I play a back three though so I can have two up top I think I'm going to play about three, so I can have two up top, you know. Fine. I'll allow it. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to have to stick with the four. Um, so we're sticking uh. with four. So, like I say, Target, Mings, Tintuabi, uh, Gilbert. Then two, McGinn, Phillips. Then Trezeguet, Grealish, Ben Rama on the right. And then, even though he plays on the left at Brentford, I just think purely because he's replacing El Ghazi, I'd rather him play on the right. He's right footed as well. Um, and then Samatha up front. Oh, that's pretty solid. What about you, Nathan? Uh, mine would be obviously Alisson in the net, uh, Alexander Arnold, Van Dyke. I'll say Sula. I'll, I'll go with Sula. Robertson, mm-hmm. probably Fabinho, Henderson, Tielemans. Oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scratch that. Scratch that. Um, Oh, I've confused myself now. Um, this is what I mean. It's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> Should be a Villa fan. It's easier. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So I said, I said, I said, I said got like four good players. I said Chelmans, but I don't, I don't know if I'd want Chelmans. I wouldn't want Fabinho, Chelmans, and Firmino in midfield with Werner up front. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so, all right, Tillman's on the bench. <laughs> Vigno, Henderson, Firmino, Salah, the Mane. That's solid. That's actually a pretty scary team. Yeah. I'd go for Pope in that. Chilwell. Probably going Rudiger, Tamori, Asby. Maybe Reese James. I'll yeah, I'll go, I'll go Reese James. Yeah, I'll go Reese James. He's ready. Yeah. Then I'd go Kovacic and Kante in the two, which is hard because I do love Jorginho, but just the dynamism of that midfield two is crazy. Yeah. And then I'd go 
Coutinho on the left, which I know isn't his best position, but then get Mason Mount in the cam. On the right, Ziyech. And up top, Tammy. Oh, my boy Tammy. That attack just looks so much better just by adding those two new players. Can we have Tommy back? No. Are we allowed? No. Not a chance. Just text Big big Rom. Big Rom Abramovich. I think Romelu Lukaku. Just bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of people who hate Chelsea, we didn't speak about anyone who hates Chelsea, but I imagine (laughs) Daniel Levy probably does. Lukaku. Yeah, you don't deserve it though. Like, like loaned him out, brought him back, got rid of him. That's all Mourinho though. Yeah, that's true. He just couldn't work out if he wanted him or not. Exactly. He missed a penalty in the Super Cup, and that was it. Like he clearly said, "Give me the fifth penalty." He got the fifth penalty, missed it, and you could see that was his Chelsea career over because that's how Mourinho works. Yeah, it, it was harsh. It was hard on him. Yeah, definitely. But you live and you learn. You do. So yeah, there we go. There we go. Take it away, Chris. So, thank you for listening to our podcast this week. And let us know what you think of our transfers. Are we right? Are we wrong? And do your club need transfers? Or are you at United and you can just pick who you want? (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. Uh, we'll be back next week with either something football or something film. Who knows? We might even put something new in. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. That's the benefit. Still trying to get that Gordon podcast going. Yeah. I'm mate. Don't say that because my mate will actually come on and talk about you. Who knows? Definitely not us. <laughs>